Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode for about the last hour this is what happens in the podcast I invite somebody around the house and then we finally get around to yes eventually <laughs> all the stuff that's not consumable for yes podcastness uh, Lisa McKechnie you are just a star oh thank you and I've always thought that oh this is mental because you to me are we Lisa McKechnie we Lisa who used to come to my dance classes in the Orbison Neighbourhood Centre when you were like so how long ago? How long ago would that have been? Well, it was really like starting my kind of teaching career. So I was maybe about nineteen, twenty, twenty-one that mm-hmm. kind of period, and I'm now going to be forty-one this year. Are you going to be forty-one? Uh, thanks, pal. Um. <laughs> so you, you're a good what? Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm thirty-two. Okay. I was thirty-two last week. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. To look at it at all. Thank You've you. Not, you literally are just one of these people that doesn't age, though. <laughs> so you don't. You just like. I'll just catch age. up with me one day. I'll wake up and I'll be like wrinkles everywhere. Like so, you must have been. Well, if I was what nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. then I you were just like maybe oh. eleven or twelve. Yeah. So yeah, you came to my hip hop dance classes, and then uh-huh. the Orbison Neighborhood Centre in Bell Cell, shout out mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. They had like a kind of showcase day or something. They had like a I think it was like a truck or What's something. It? think it might have been Clan FM. Remember the, the radio oh, station, Clan yeah, FM? Sure. And they used to do road shows. Road shows, yes. So I'm pretty sure we went and did one before as well. Lisa Dowd and M&D's at Strathclyde Park. There yes. was like a big, and it was like a big fun day almost. This, is, uh-huh, this is ringing a bell. You know, so I'm not sure if, I can't work out if it was Clan FM that were there or if it was like, I don't know, like a... A version of that uh-huh. that Orbison yeah, yeah, done, yeah, yeah. Or... Oh, like a fun day or something. I was probably there because I probably had kids performing at it, performing at kind it. I think, and then I just remember you being on the stage, and when... because you'd obviously came to my class as a dancer, uh-huh. I didn't know. Well, I think I probably knew you sang, but then you were singing, and I was like, "Oh my actual god!" Because like, I can remember it so clearly. <laughs> you were probably so used to my not so up to scratch dance skills, oh, yeah. <laughs> that you were thinking, "Oh, so maybe that's an no, I'm just, like, there's no talent that kids possesses." <laughs> and then, I your voice, like, what a oh, gift you have. Thank you. But so then, much. obviously, you know, it's a skill and a talent. Well, well, you know, as well as just being born with that, like you mm-hmm. obviously pursued that and nurtured that, and yeah worked on that at that point you think so being asked to perform at that kind mm-hmm. of level where you know there is it's you know an organized event yeah you're being asked to sing were you already a confident performer at that kind of age like 11 12 13 so i've been singing since i was four so it's something for me that of course i get normal nerves that mm-hmm. you get and i think if you didn't have nerves if you weren't worried about something then that's you've got an issue because you, you don't kids it's because you care you, you care, that's well. it, you want it to go well yeah. So if you, if you didn't worry then, fair But I've always found since like age four Like so the first thing I did, I was four And like was singing And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it how it, yes, kinda, how it came about So um, we had, you know how like your guys got auntie uh-huh. Right, so like your mum's pal, pal Right, you call, yeah, you call your auntie <laughs> Right, your guys got auntie Right, you were like, are they your guys got auntie <laughs> I'm, I'm saying you go with I'm saying Brian or Sullivan, I'm saying Janice <laughs> 
It was Janice. No, it was She's Janice. She's everybody's auntie. No, it was wee Betty. Um, she basically was my aunt's neighbour. Okay, yes. And she phoned my mum and she said, there's a competition and I think Lisa would be brilliant at it because she's always singing to us and stuff, right? So it was... Do you ever remember the, the electric shop, um, Stepic? Aye. Right? Weird. Honestly, this story's very weird. I'm showing, I'm showing my age. Um, so it was called Stepic and it was up Belsall Main Street. It was weird, you know, with the Ladbrokes bookies. Yes. Right? Okay. And they did this, weird, weirdly enough, singing contest. Weird, right? It was in conjunction with GMTV. Oh, wow. Right? And I don't know if it was like maybe Stepic maybe sponsored something or maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Um, Anyway, it was, you had to go up into the store and weird. And yeah, I've said weird so many times. Um, It still doesn't convey just how weird it feels talking about it now. That's just your life and it going to things you're like, how did I end up here? Literally, as you say, we could write a book. Um, So me, my mum and dad knew nothing about singing. Mm Mm-hmm performing i mean i think i've been told that my granddad's mum mm-hmm. was a singer okay um in the lineage somewhere yeah so yeah. I've, i have been told that um but and actually recently i've recently found out that my dad so hold on let me work it out they got in contact via facebook about mm-hmm. two years ago um i think it's maybe my dad's dad so my granddad mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not quite sure what the relation is, yeah. but they're they're down south, they're down in England, okay, okay. and apparently they were singers as well. So it kind of has it, come yeah, from both from... has come from both ends. Yeah. Um. So my mum and dad though directly knew nothing about singing. Yes. So my mum taught me some songs. Still remember them. I'm, I'm waiting for the classics. Yes. Yeah. This is what nineties then. So this would have been so I would have been four. So this would have been 1995. All right. So she taught me. <laughs> I'm going to give you my opening line. Right. Okay. My name's Lisa and I'm four. She gave me the whole speech before. Yeah. And I'm going to be singing two songs and delivering a poem. Yeah. Very professional. Very professional. So yeah. that was my opening line. Then, um, I don't even know if you'll know this song. She taught me a song called um, I'm Leaving on a Jet Plane. Yes, I do. I'd you like know to really sing it, but we don't have the copyright for it. But <laughs> we don't. That's that so, proper like, party in somebody's house song. That was it. Somebody's party piece. So I was like blackboard of my heart. Yes. And leaving on a jet leaving plane. Leaving on a jet plane. So it was leaving on a jet plane. Tune. Tune. Absolute tune. That's one of the ones everybody can sway along. Oh, listen, I'm no knocking it. It was a great, great <laughs> banging choice. And then it was um the second song was um Shirley Temple song. Oh yes. Um oh, the cute factor. I'm actually, yeah, I'm trying to actually remember oh, I can't remember that. I, I mean I could sing it, but I won't. <laughs> um so we did that and then the third thing was a poem of course oh, yeah. so that was me that was my that was my party piece um, did you get wheeled out at every party <laughs> after that that was it well, at least it was good I used to greet at every party when I was wee did so you? I used to say I just want to relax and everybody used to treat me like a wee performing monkey I mean it served you well it served me well in the long run I was going to say they knew what they were doing um, so anyway so we went in and did this and it got recorded and it got sent to whoever the judges were so mum gets a phone call to say um, Lisa's been called in for the final so can she come in to it was a holiday inn in Glasgow yes the final was um, and there was like people all over Scotland how exciting it's a cute story Um, so my mum said she was dead nervous right so she's like my mum knowing nothing about Uh this world you know Uh doesn't know what she's getting into so she said she took me to now I think she says it was Sunshine Kids Sunshine Kids 
why have I like going back so many years? It's like Etam. Sunshine Kids. Aye. Loving it. Sunshine Kids. You're you're pure like the nostalgia. Nostalgia is unreal. Remember that? Sunshine Kids. Did you see one still like years later? I remember in Wish Main Street. Mm. I was always like, I don't know if they just left the sign up and it was Maybe. a different show. I don't know. Sunshine. It was that, and I remember um, what every woman wants. Oh, that was I my favourite Christmas party was... every year. You get took, you get took down for your good sparkly. That's where Witherspoon's as a mother. Yeah, yeah. Aye, that's exactly what it is. So anyway, Sunshine Kids. She bought me this wee um, tartan dress. I like it. Yeah, your she gave me. She she was good. She was unconsciously. <laughs> she was sub. Whatever the word is, subconsciously. Yeah. She was the unconscious. <laughs> Oh, Lisa. Right. Okay. So we goes in and we went in and did that. I think I had to go in again in a room and sing for them. And at the end date, they were coming out and announcing who they were going to take to London. So the London final was in Arrow's Court and it was like in a, a venue, maybe a hotel or something. I can't remember. Um, and it was televised. So it was Lorraine um, Kelly. Lovely. Yeah. So um, it was Lorraine Kelly that had presented it and stuff. And it's funny because recently, maybe maybe about a year or two ago, um, we were singing at an event and I had kind of said to her, I was like, do you remember hosting this? And although I don't think she could directly remember me or any of the kids that were in it, but she was like, she remembered like doing the event type thing, which is cool. Um, So we went down to, so I got announced I I won it, um, which is really cool. I mean, I'm gasping but ah. it shouldn't be because <laughs> of course you did <laughs> no, but no we, went, we, we went down um, so they I won which I was delighted about um, uh, it was a camcorder we called them at the time yes. like a video recorder this big chunky big brick <laughs> that, <laughs> we used to hire one for Bell Cell uh, Library yes absolutely right so a big BBC thing literally <laughs> so my dad was like in Cloud oh, night. He was so happy. It was like worth two thousand pounds, and that's a lot of money now. Never mind then, you know. So, so like, he, he, we, I won this for him, and honestly, I've never lived another Christmas morning down in my life after that, because my mum used to. Um, so in the mornings, my mum used to that night Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. My mum used to put rollers in my hair, and then a pair of pants on top of my yes. hair. Do you remember this? Oh yes. Pair of pants. So see, every Christmas morning, you've got wee Lisa running down the stairs, recorded <laughs> with, a, with a good camcorder. <laughs> Um, and I'm running down with the pants in my head. So I, my dad loved it. Here, pal, I, I got you the camera. Aye, so <laughs> Only flattering shots, please. Only cut me some slack. <laughs> if only I'd have known about angles then. <laughs> so I would get a video of me and I'm like, please destroy that. This just sums me up as a kid. Um, dad, see tomorrow, do you think you could film me? Because you've filmed Emma loads today. <laughs> Why did nobody tell me I'm quiet? No. Shut up. Listen, I get it. There's, there's so many videos of me, right? And I remember this one specifically. And... We're in Florida uh-huh. and we're in the, it was like a villa and there's okay. like a swimming pool. So I must be about nine at the time. And um, my dad's trying to record, I think it might have been like, I don't know if it, was, if it would have been a cousin or my brother, like learning to swim. Oh, right. Uh-huh, right. Yes. And I'm literally, all you can hear is me in the background belting uh, a whole new world from Aladdin. Of course. But it's getting louder and louder as if to say, like, you just turn the camera around and just turn it and look at me. But like nobody, like you see, nobody can get a nobody can get a word in age base. Um, so we did that in London, which was really good. Um, my dad let my gran come with my mum because um, she'd never been on a plane before. So my dad had said, "Later, go with you." And my wee gran. Um, so we've down done that, and it's great because we've got like it's on an old VHS though. 
you know, we need to maybe try and get it transferred onto a, totally onto a USB or a disc. To have that, though, because that's, that's a proper, like, start of all this. Mm, like, absolutely, that was that was the start of all. And, like, kudos to your mum and dad. Like, obviously, that's just the theme, though. Your mum and oh. dad are just such support. Oh, people. they're amazing. They're Even the though best. it wasn't, like, their world and their, maybe their aspirations yeah. for you. Initially, when you're forming, what aspirations do you have when you're forming? It's just like, I know. Like, as long as you're safe. Yeah. But they just went all in with me, and to be honest, it's that's the theme throughout my life, really. They've just went all in, whatever I've, whether it's been crazy, whether it's been worth it, whether it's been an epic fail, you know, they've just went all in and went, right, what can we do to help you to do that? that? Which is which is absolutely amazing. But, um, aye, so we did the whole London thing, and um, I think something like... I got fourth place. Fourth, I think I was fourth in the UK, and um, I won a hundred pound voucher for Toys R Us. I was well. buzzing, <laughs> and a place on the the model team of Scotland books. So I used to go and do a wee bit of modelling, and I used to get like paid for it and all that. And I thought it was great, you know. So that was the beginning. That's where it. That's where it all began. And do you think that did spark it? And it like the, I guess the feeling that you got from yeah. Okay, it's nice to win all the stuff, but yeah. The actual performance, like the things, oh, you were nervous, like, do you think that kind of sparked you to like, I like this thing called yeah. singing and performing? I would say that I'm not a very competitive person, right? Yeah. So see the whole, and maybe sometimes I should be a wee bit more, but I'm not very competitive and I find that, especially when I was that age, mm. winning wasn't even really something that was in my no. mind. Uh-huh. I loved going and doing it. Like, yes. I, I loved it. I used to, like, as I started to get older, like, I started to like kind of look for things. Mm-hmm. And do you ever remember Singer of the Year? North Lanarkshire Singer of the yes, Year. Yes, dancer. Did it as well? Yeah, yeah, totally. Dancer of the Year, yes. Writer of the Year. There was there was like loads of different like, yeah. uh, and it was Arts Awards in Motherwell Civic. That's right. So I used to do all that, and then there was one year that I'd done really well in the competition, and um, I wasn't allowed to enter the next year because you had to kind of clear it up for well, kind of leave, leave you... room for everybody else. No, not, <laughs> not at all. Um, but I had I had been like oh, I love going to that so there was just so, part of so it. I entered um, Young Writer of the Year instead and I got second place I mean it's not it ends up it, it sums up how much of a chance that I am that's it that's that's more like it just do it like this morning there's this thing um called tweet pitch and it's like uh-huh. basically it's for aspiring authors uh-huh. to basically tweet a pitch for a book Oh. In less than uh, 280 characters. Right. And I have a book and, like, you know, a kid's book in that phone just now. So I just tweeted oh. the picture before you arrived and then I was like, Did oh, you? Good like, Do you know what? No, you, I think you, you go just for it. To go, I mean, you'll know this yourself and we'll get onto it, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you're building a career, mm-hmm. you've decided you're doing this thing and mm-hmm. you, you obviously went down the route of, like, pursuing yeah. that and going after yeah. it. But then you come out the other side of like, well, now I have to actually make this happen. Like nobody's going need to necessarily yep. chat the door every day and go here. Yeah. Oh, you know I mean, like no. when you are feeling particularly gallant mm-hmm. on the, uh, any given mm-hmm. day, you've just got to. You've, you've just got the hat. to go for it and bringing the hat, hat in the ring, hat in the ring, <laughs> hat in the ring. There we are. No, absolutely. And absolutely. you're saying not you're not competitive. Uh-huh. I don't think that's that. Be, what you need to do to be, you know, a business owner, a freelancer, mm-hmm. somebody in the arts, it's not about being, it's not competition, it's just about the passion behind it. And putting yourself out there yeah. and, mm-hmm. and having yourself open, I suppose, to yeah. to success or failure as well. And I've failed many times, you know, that's... We all. Haven't we all? Well, it's, well I mean, I, I doubt you can learn. I mean, I, I listened to a podcast, if you've listened to it, How to Fail. Heard all of it? Very good. Who is that? It's... That... Um, uh, Elizabeth Day, she's a writer that uh, presents it, and it's basically that. Like she'll ask our guests to give 
her three failures and it's you know well-known mm. people authors like yeah you know uh, people in business all different kind of um worlds but basically mm-hmm. and if sometimes people come up with things that you're like that sounds really trivial but then when they get into it it's a really big deal for them yeah and then there's people that you know what would be classes epic feels and they're like mm-hmm. but i learned something from it absolutely it informed the next step like i don't mm-hmm. think you can move forward without failure. without failing uh, no I, I i would absolutely agree with that i've i've probably got um as you can probably tell me and my mum and dad are dead dead close yes. and like the so basically so it was my birthday last week as i said to you earlier on and um the message my mum put a birthday a lovely birthday message in facebook That's a, did you see it it was very lovely, was lovely but it was the opening line was Happy birthday to my bomb scared daughter. <laughs> that was the opening line. And it's like my bomb scared daughter, who has our hearts roasted on the day on a daily basis. But and then she went on to say a really lovely <laughs> a lovely, lovely big message. And it's 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 very true. I'm I'm the kind of person I'm quite um spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I'm quite like What's the word? Impulsive. Okay. That's that's the best word for me. I'm very. I like to dive head in. So when you get an idea, you're just like doing it. Run with. Like most of my ideas happen at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. When the world is sleeping, my little boy's sleeping, and I'm lying there, and I have the most great, the, the most incredible ideas. Uh-huh. But also sometimes they're not that incredible. But I, I seem to run with them. But. But then you're like, do you clip those wings? Do you, you know, do you? I mean. To, to a point, like obviously you don't want to put yourself into like any sort of danger or financial. Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. To my knowledge, that's not who you are. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, I'm like, I think she's doing fine. I think I'm doing alright. I've managed this far. Exactly. <laughs> so I think, but yeah, you know, you have to like just put yeah. stuff out to see, like throw stuff at a wall to see. Yes. Six. I always think, and there was a quote I heard years ago, and it always really stuck with me, and it was. If someone offers you an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. and you don't quite know how you'll do it yet, but you know it'll be good for you, do it and Just work out how yes. to do it. Uh-huh. And that's very much how I live my life. I want to try something if I'm really, I'm not scared to try. And I think that's probably the quality about myself that I like the best. Oh, 100%. You know? like if you can bottle that and sell it, you'd be a yeah. millionaire. I like, that's, that's probably the thing that I like best. I'll try it. And you know, sometimes there's been things I've done that I've went, oh, do you know, that really wasn't, that wasn't great. But most of the time I've went, oh, look at this. I'll give you an example. When I started, um, my theatre school mm-hmm. I was so I had been at college and uni got my BA musical yes. theatre and I had been teaching for another company for like a couple of months okay. maybe a year and and was this the plan like so you you went to college to study because you were thinking of starting a theatre school no no so so when I went to when I was at high school mm-hmm. I always remember being in and there was a class that everyone had to fill in their UCAS application. Oh, that actually gives me the fear, that word UCAS. That gives me the fear as well, and it did give me the fear. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and I just think kids are expected at such a young age to know what they're doing and to make a choice for the rest of their lives. And that's, you and I know that's not, you can't live up to that, you know? like. Um, so I remember trying to fill this application, and, and I was sitting, and I can remember sitting in the classroom, and I was really struggling with it. I was like, I don't think I want to go to uni mm-hmm. like but it's expected of you it's expected that you should go to, go to school get your hires get your go to university and I'm kind of sitting there and you know see at school I was never like I was probably middle of the road I, I wasn't dead bright 
but I was I was okay, you know. And if I would have studied, if I was interested, that's a thing for me. See if I'm interested in something. Uh, you're all in. I'm all in. I'll uh, smash it. Uh, but if I'm not, I really struggle. Yeah, yeah. Just to uh, just to do it for the sake of doing. Just to do it for the sake, yeah. Just uh-huh. because you can. So like that, like I did my exams and stuff. I wasn't a studier. I, I was always, to be honest singing and doing stuff you know when he says really that's a shock comes a shock to me um so that was fine so I remember like kind of I think I put in maybe like primary school teacher or things like that I'd put in I always love kids and people person well and the thought of working with kids especially I like kids better than adults to be honest yeah (laughs) you get that I do I do I'd rather spend my time with with all the kids um and that so I came home and I remember coming in from school and saying to my mum and I was like she's like well what do you want to do and I went I don't know so she says let's look online and find maybe some college open days and things and you can maybe go and have a like mm-hmm. have a wee chat with just a feel for it and see what you think that you would like to do I don't know if you know this but my school never had drama Wow, which is really interesting. interesting. When I hear that cause yeah like, you just I think because we did I mean not that I was in that department really yep. but I'm always shocked to hear that, yeah. that that's not a provision that's rolled out no. in every local authority in every school. So the school didn't have drama. And I, I remember I used to beg my mum and dad, can I move school and go to Cardinal Newman? Because they have this drama department. But I think they were just quite reluctant. They kind of uplift me when I was fine and I was settled and yeah. whatever. So I think I did eventually go to one of the head teachers and ask. And they tried to send me, I think it was Braidhurst. But it clashed with like my higher English and things like that. So it just it just wasn't working. Um so didn't have drama. So like that. I always knew I was interested in like singing and all that. The music department for me was never really I don't like play instruments and things. It is the voice thing and more the performance that, that I'm interested in. So music was was it really for me either. I did voice and drums for my <laughs> for my exam, you know, like and that was that. So we went to this open uh Open day at Coatbridge College, and the minute I walked in, I spotted my old singing teacher from okay. when I was like maybe nine. I met her doing the Arts Awards. Oh yeah, she's now Sarah Jane Linton. Okay, she's Sarah Jane Brown. So you'd obviously been singing that entire time. Yeah, you know? I'd always been doing it and asking my mum if I seen a singing competition or a yes. contest or whatever. I was always you doing yeah. doing bits and bobs and doing it. I never really went to like. I think I tried going to a theatre school for a bit, but I think because I was quite later on and joining in, I just found it quite difficult. Yeah. I maybe didn't really know anybody or I don't know. Totally. But um, anyway, so I, I was in and out of some things mm-hmm. all my life, but always singing. If yeah. there was like a singing contest or a festival or, as you said, doing the, the Clanny Fame yeah. road shows and yeah. whatever, I was always doing things like that. Um, probably the biggest one that I remember was, do you remember Live and Loud? It was like, a, it was in Hamden and it was like a big... Like okay. concert, it was like so. The year I went, it was Daniel Bedenfield, Rachel Stevens, all those yes. iconic nineties, you know. Yes. Um, and when I turned up, there was this stage called the karaoke stage, mm. and the prize was to sing on the main arena stage in front of like thirty two thousand people. So I was fourteen at this point, and I was like, oh, "I'm doing it, I'm doing it." I was first in line, ready yeah. to go up and do it, and I sung Mariah Carey, um, "Hero." And I was blown away when they announced my name and said that and said that I'd, I'd I it. I was 
so I've probably never been so ill. I have when I had my child. <laughs> but I was so excited. <laughs> like close close second to my wing. Um I was so, so, so excited. Um so yeah, I got to go up and like blue. I met blue. Um there was there was loads of them. I can't remember exactly who was all there. McFly or Busted or it was all it was all that. Um and I got to sing on the but you just got to admire that confidence that you had. Like, obviously, you're seeing your parents are always behind you. Yeah. Obviously, you know, supporting you. But yeah. you obviously had the kind of get up and go of it. You're saying, I saw things and I went for the majesty and put myself... You know, you that was innate. I did. Weirdly enough, I've always been a massive warrior. Here's your pal Same. right across me. Like, <laughs> big time overthinker, overanalyze. It's my favourite hobby. <laughs> But it's draining, isn't it's it? Exhausting. Oh, it's exhausting. So I've been like that since I was four, believe it or not. And my mum like has told me loads of stories about about things. I won't go into that too much. But um, when I was singing, mm-hmm. I've always felt that that was my wee safe place. Yeah, can't think about anything else. That's that. it. It's just that. That's yeah. the only thing you think about in that moment. 100%. If nothing, whatever's happened before it, whatever's happening after it, doesn't really exist. I think when you're when you're in that wee that wee moment. Um, so. I don't know. I always always felt at school as well that I don't know that I didn't fit in, but like there wasn't that many people like me yeah. at school. I same. I didn't, Were you the I, same? I didn't have really close pals at school. I've got one friend that I still see from school, and we became closer like fifth and sixth year. Yeah. But apart from that, like I, my house went outside of school. Well, that was the same as me, yeah. and and I always kind of felt oh, I don't school just wasn't really a place for me you know like yeah um so it wasn't until i had went to college which i'll touch on in a yeah. minute that i went oh these are my, my people, people. <laughs> you know and that's how i try and tell the kids that i teach yes. now school doesn't last forever no that environment that you're in that maybe isn't the best for you mm-hmm. doesn't last forever you know and it's just i mean you know and it is a model that you know we subscribe to you know the mm-hmm. setup at school and i know schools have changed they've yeah. progressed you know a bit since we were there absolutely do you know what i mean there's more opportunity for yeah. people to do not the kind of done thing or yeah. the way that the curriculum goes but yeah it, it, it must be difficult yeah. for teachers and pupils alike when yeah. it's just not because it's, it's not fitting. a one-size-fits-all no no. You know, and I think what I like nowadays is the kids that I teach will come in and say, like at school, they get to pick higher dance, they get to do, they have their drama in my old yeah. school now, they get to do things like hairdressing courses, yeah. they get, not all kids are academic, no. you know, in that sense. And that's, and that's absolutely fine. And that is absolutely fine. Imagine, you know I mean? some people are so amazing at, they can act creative some of the things. Some, you know, and I think years ago when maybe you and I were at school, that maybe wasn't something that was touched on just as much as what it is these yeah, days, okay. um, which is amazing. Um, just kudos to you because obviously you'd realised that you had this talent. Also, it felt like a really safe space for you to sing. Yeah. And you were going after that. I just you? knew that no matter what it was, I wanted to go do it. Mm. whatever it was singing at. I wanted You're to get there. involved in doing okay. it. Um, so a funny, a funny. Um, Part of that actually was when I'd come off the stage at Hamden that day. Yeah. I always remember it. There's a sentence for you. Come off the stage at Hamden. <laughs> <laughs> That's I roll, rolls off the tongue. Um, and I remember coming off and coming to the side, and this man like hugged me, like mm-hmm. and like swung me round, and 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 then like a radio presenter kind of put a microphone in my face. It was like, like an interview thing. But as I pulled away for the hug, I realised that it was Daniel Bedenfield. <laughs> and I was like, oh. and you know what the first thing I said? Like, this is so funny. I turned around and went. Oh, Dad loves you. 
She didn't even stop eating. <laughs> 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 it just went, oh. Yeah. But she in my head, my dad had always thought he was an amazing artist. And yes. my dad used to always say, that man's voice. <laughs> that, yeah. Good. You know, but my first thing to tell him was that my dad really loves you. You're so cool, man. Yeah, my dad loves you. So it turns out, and I never, I was so unaware of this at the time, but at home, so my cousin that, that I was there with uh-huh. had phoned my mum and dad and they had it on the radio. Because it was Jesus. like it was just the radio that you on. They had this big party back home for me coming home. Oh but what God. I never realised is that after I'd left, um, apparently Daniel Bedenfield had told, whether it was a newspaper or the radio, I can't remember exactly, that when he was back in Scotland for, for his next tour, he wanted to get me to come and do his kind of support act. You know, so everyone was buzzing, you can, can imagine. Um, and then, do you ever, I don't know if you know this, but a few months later he was in that car accident. That's and he never really, he never really like, toured again. God. Yeah, so I was like, oh, damn. You've done all right, so you're fine. Uh, I've managed. Thanks, I've, I've plodded on, but thank you. <laughs> you could have made my life at 14. <laughs> um, yeah, so I that was... It's, the, it's just, I love it. I've got this image, you, I think because you said one twice as if it all, and I thought of a shoebox. Yeah. You've got all these, like, memories yep. that you must just be putting in there. I mean, the shoebox mm, must be, like, ginormous now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know the things that you've done as mm. an adult, do yeah. you know what I mean? And there's probably stuff that I, I don't even know about yeah. the stuff that you're doing now. Yeah. But I, I think it's also super impressive that you went then on to create a space for young people. Yeah. To do that so, thing that you loved to do. That was, so So that was, I think when I went to study, I think I've always kind of thought to myself, so when I eventually got there, right, that was one of the things that I went, this is what this I want to do. I had gone to this open date and I met Sarah Jane and I said, I don't know what I want to do. I'm thinking maybe in Q performing arts. And I remember her taking the sheet of paper off me and she uh-huh. obviously knew me and my abilities and, mm. and things. And she took the piece of paper and she scored it out and she wrote HND Musical Theatre. And I went, no, Sarah Jane, I don't like all that opera singing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that was my words to her. And she went, tough. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> and I came away and I went, hmm. My mum said, you know you love Sarah Jane and mm-hmm. she knows you. She, uh-huh. Why don't you go give it a wee bash? Mm-hmm. And I went, right, there's nothing else that I can think of right now that I want to do. So I stayed on at the end of sixth year and then in the August I went and studied musical theatre. But in the meantime, um, I had to say, I had to go and do an audition okay. for the for, college yeah, yeah. just before it. Yeah. Um, and it was prepare a song, obviously a musical theatre course, what I know now. Yeah, like leaving on a jet plane. Yeah, I'm like, like, leaving on a jet plane. Listen, it's, it's even worse. I sung for my musical theatre audition, uh-huh. The Rose by Bette Midler. Oh, I mean, it is a classic. It's a tune, but <laughs> it's no your musical theatre song. So I was delighted. So I went and did you this know. course and it, it genuinely felt like when I got there, what, everything I found hard about high school was gone. And like you say, I felt I found my people. And we were all just so, because you know, creatives, they're a bit hyper. We're a bit... The cast of pain. What about a lot from the, the average person? So that was fab. Am I being too much? Uh, you know, am I, am, is that even a question, Lisa? Do I even need to ask that? Uh, so did that and um, loved it, loved it so much and went to do, so when I went in, was going into third year, the Cope Bridge College, it was at the time, it wasn't New College Lanarkshire. Yes. Um, Didn't have the kind of BA course. Yeah. So in my head, I went, I'm going to, I didn't want to move. I've always been quite a home bird. I didn't want to go to London. I never wanted to. Yeah, didn't want to go. And I know that some of my kind of teachers and things used to get a bit like oh, frustrated. I was in a relationship at the time. Um, I was quite 
happy and, and settled and the thought of kind of moving and things um, and you know as an adult sometimes you go if you could see forward and know what you know now you would you would maybe make different choices but no regrets I don't have any regrets um, but yeah so I was like right I'm going to try and get in somewhere up here so I went to university, the University of the West of Scotland in conjunction with Stowe College Went into third year, um, it was a lot of different people. It maybe never felt as com- comfortable as the HND yeah. with all the kind of people that I'd met there. But in my head, I was like, right, we get the job done. Yes, yeah, means to an end. You know, we get the qualification and then we see like where we can go from there. Probably around about that time was when I'm thinking, right, I would really love to set up my own theatre school. When I was younger, I always remember being really, really aware of the cost of these things. And aware that I had a big brother and a wee sister, my mum and dad were amazing, but there was no loads of extra money to, right. to splash cheese, everywhere, you know, and right. they did what they could for us. But I always remember, like, being given money to go to a, a certain theatre school that I went to on a Saturday, and I always remember feeling so guilty that I was... You're a warrior, so that's A warrior, and I remember feeling so guilty that my mum and dad were giving me that every Saturday, and I'm thinking, well... My brother's not getting that, my sister's not getting that. I, I remember it just been yeah, very, and yeah, it was a feeling. lot of money. It, mm. it wasn't, it was an all day thing, it was like 94. Oh. It was a lot of money. And I remember th- kind of thinking, so I ended up kind of saying to my mum, like, I don't, I'm not going to go there, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I never went. But I always remember thinking, right, I want to set something up, a wee space in our area. Yeah. That's, no, no, even take the financial thing out of the equation, not everybody has the means to go into town. No. Nope. You know, and kind of nope. when I started doing my own stuff, theatre school 10 years ago, there wasn't really, there is a couple of more musical theatre, there was dance schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more musical theatre and things like that now, but... There wasn't no, there really, was, there no, wasn't right. really much about. Right. So I had went and did my third year. Could have stayed on for fourth. Mm-hmm. By that point, I was six years of school, high school, mm-hmm. three years of studying. I was really quite like kind of ready to get come on now to get moving. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So my mum had said to me, she said, right, as you can tell, I always mention my mum. She's my wee person. She's your She is. <laughs> she she really is. She really is. And I'd say to her, um, what do you think? I want to leave, and she went, well what can you do if you leave? And I went, well, I don't know. And she went, tell you what then, you've got a whole summer. If you can get some work, leave. Uh-huh. But if you don't, what's the point? She went, mm-hmm. go and do your fourth year. What, yeah, what, yeah. what is the point yeah, if you're not doing that. anything? Very sensible. So I said, right, okay, let's do that. So I managed to get teaching work at Hope Ridge College. Mm-hmm. It was Sarah Jane that had given me the, yeah. the jobs. So I did that Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I ended up, what I also feel to mention is I met one of my best friends at Stowe. So although I never really enjoyed that course, like she's literally one of my best friends for life that I met there. You know, so I always like to see, well, that was the reason for that. Uh-huh. And that's, absolutely. we were meant to cross here and, you know. Yeah. So then she, so that was Nicola Duffy. Do you know Nicola? Yes, because I taught Nicola. And she, no way! I did a Y dance project in schools. And well, there you go. And Nicola was in maybe fifth or sixth year. She's fab. And I asked, so like... Yeah. Seeing you on that stage, uh-huh. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> but I absolutely remember that day I heard you singing and I can yeah. see you on the stage. <laughs> I can also see Nicola Duffy on a stage in a high school. Must have been her high school. Yeah. I remember saying to her, you've got something. Yeah. And it, you know, it was a wide dance project. I was just freelancing. Like, yeah. I think it was like a one day thing. Uh-huh. She stood out yeah. a mile. She would have been popping and locking. She's she very hip hoppy. And, and I was yeah. like, obviously I didn't know anything about her. I didn't know if she was doing dance or whatever. Yeah. I just remember saying to her like, you're phenomenal amazing. and then she must have, i don't know how we then reconnected years later obviously on mm-hmm. social media when she was then an adult mm-hmm. she was she was a young person then so yeah. i wouldn't have 
you know I mean? Had any contact with her after that, but that's mad. Because I think then when I realised you were pals, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, it's such a small world. It's crazy how it's mad. it all ties in. That's how you knew her. Yeah, so that's how we met there. God. And we've just been like best friends ever since. But then she worked at a theatre school called Razzmatazz. Oh, yeah. Which was our friend Natalie. Do you know mm-hmm. Natalie Estelle James? I know the name. Well, Natalie owned four of the franchises of Razzmatazz. And Nicola had said, oh. I think my friend, my boss is looking for a singing teacher. Yeah. And I said, put my name forward. Yeah. So I started working for Natalie, who's another one of your best friends. <laughs> so I did Razzmatazz two nights. I did um, Cobra College two nights. I started gigging. I started mm-hmm. making good money from yeah, yeah. singing in bars. And I, I really feel as though I really learned my, my crafts in there, like my confidence, how to deal with the public, how to yeah. talk to people, how to have the so, confidence to have a mic. And, well, and, and folk will tell you what they think. These oh, oh you absolutely. Said, like, you're making me think of Louise McCarthy, who was the yep. same thing, like folk about that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, they'll just tell you. We don't like that. Oh, I've had <laughs> people sitting holding their ears. I've had, I've had people coming up while I'm talking and say, Hen, turn that down. Like, okay. You know, and it's like yeah. anyone that does, like, cabaret singing and pub singing I take my hat off to them <laughs> yes. they, they can do it every weekend that's a graft uh-huh. and although it might be good money it's like everything that you need to do equipment, that's it the, the toll it takes on your voice absolutely you know, you're people talking that, and you're having to project over that people that don't necessarily like, they haven't like bought a ticket no. to come see you yeah. you're a background you're you a win them over you know it is and it's, it is it's really tough um so i did that for a while so i used to be working like the the tuesday night wednesday night thursday night the saturday um i was gigging friday saturday sunday some weeks in social clubs and you know and and then I was, I was knackered. And then I ended up teaching. So I opened up Fever Pitch. That was my, that was my goal. So I had a Monday night with Spear. Okay. Opened that on a Monday, and all these gigs were funding it. Yeah. Because you know, at the start of business, I was running at a loss most of the time. Worse. I remember sitting over in church halls, freezing. There was no heating on. Yep. There was maybe three kids turning up, and I'm like, ah. Oh. So when I had actually first went in and said to my mom and dad, I was like, I'm going to open up my own theatre school. And it was like the tumbleweed. <laughs> and they went, Lisa, they were used to me being all in, right? And they went, Lisa, wait a minute. Pop the brakes. Yeah, yeah. They went, you can't just open up your own theatre school. I know. And my, that was exactly <laughs> my response. I went, why? And they went, well, what are you going to do? I went, well, I've already booked the hall. Yes. Do you know what it was? You know what it was? My very first class. Orbis Neighbourhood Centre. There you go. I mean, this is just all getting tied up nice and double. Orbison Neighbourhood Centre. Full circle. Full circle. Orbison Neighbourhood Centre. It's a great wee hall. It's a great wee hall. Do you know, well, there you go. There was the, that's also the site of the very first Cupcakes rehearsal. Was it? First before we moved. A lot begun in the the wee Orbison Neighbourhood Hall. It was, it was. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we were in there and like, I was really like, just, grafting that's what I would call it to try and build this thing up yeah. and eventually we started to get kind of where we needed to be um I remember you I think you come back on manager mm-hmm. because of the STV what was I doing you won an award for Fever Pitch uh, oh right so a year after I started uh-huh. um some of the mums had nominated me for STV Finding Scotland Real Heroes yes which was I was so taken aback I, like, I was like, why? At first I said, no, I'm not going to a Real Heroes event. Like, no, I'm not going. And then the producers called and they were saying, but this, your particular award is for a young entrepreneur. So, and I kind of went, right, well, fair, okay. Uh-huh. Um, And it was all about, like, how, like, I was kind of able to provide the kind of um, affordable, mm-hmm. accessible 
for high quality high quality for everybody you know okay. like not for certain children that could yeah. afford it or were able to you know um but i think that's who you come back on my reader because i was yeah. on the telly one night and, I was ah, like, and it came up and you went there's lisa uh, it's obviously i knew it was, aye, it was doing fewer pitch showing, but i think just at that point i was like god sake, definitely so that was 2013 that's when that was so that was like was seven eight nine ten ten aye, ten years ago that, that was i um, because it's I opened, went from, I mean, went from strength. strength to strength. So I started in 2012. We opened up. We did that for a year, and then actually, in between that, what I was also doing was on a Monday, I had, <laughs> you know, me being me, um, I had called up Bell Academy and I said, "Can I chat to whoever was yeah, in charge?" Yeah. And I said, um, "This is a wee bit about my story. I would love to come in and teach drama to the kids because it was something that I feel I missed out on. Would this be possible?" So they they kind of organised that I think they do have drama in their curriculum now okay, okay. but for a, a year maybe I was going in and working with them um, I think it was during their English time and they were getting a kind of a drama workshop uh-huh. in there and I was so happy that's to be going in and doing that the kids could get then you had the thought to do that do you know what I mean like, but that just sums you up as a person though I, I just kind of felt like that uh, you're, just a good person. That. you're just a good person who thinks of others and you know like you, you're appreciative of the the kind of opportunities that you've had yeah. and the support from your parents, but also as somebody who has that get up and go and knows that it doesn't come easy. Yeah, do and not mean? everybody does have that. No, like, not everybody does. And... No, not even just that. Not everybody does have that support though no. that enables them Aye, their to. Circumstances. You know, their circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's obviously I mean, different. Young people are. I mean, nowadays, God, I would not thank you to be a young person. Oh no there's way. Not, so I mean, the thing is, there's always challenges. Social media. Correct, but. Oh. I mean, you know, and I think it group needs chats. people like you who, obviously, first and foremost, you know, you want to provide an excellent service, but you yeah. have people at your the core of it. Do you know I mean like that? And I try to never lose that. And I understand uh-huh. that in business, especially in the, the present day with the cost of living crisis and all that kind of thing, I do understand well, you that fresh year, you, you don't live money. in fresh year and you need to make money. But sometimes I like to try and remind myself and say, this is why uh-huh. you know this is why you started this and it's not how much money you're getting paid necessarily you know you sometimes you know you could say oh that's quite a good fee but then you're like ah, but think yeah. about all the hours before you even step in the room yeah i'm very fortunate that i'm able to run the theater school successfully as well as still perform this so is the joy. This, this is the joy this is amazing I'm... Think, you know you give your all that time and energy and organization to something that other things can quite you know yeah. understandably fall by the wayside yep but you being a performer, I think it's really important for the young people to see that yeah. as well. That's what I think. I like to walk the walk. I don't uh, just talk the talk. I like to say that here's me and I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. still doing it. I have kids that come and say to me, I would like to do musical theatre as a um, career, but my parents have said to me, how can you really work in that? And I think, yep. Training example right here. That Jane. is a question. Um, that is a, and I get it. I do well, understand. Just, I get it. Life concern. I get it. Any profession, I guess, is good. I get Highs it. And lows. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to challenge that mm-hmm. and say, right, well, here's an example. Yeah. Here's an example. You know, and it's like, and I you think, don't need to be on the West End. No, to be, to be making money, to be successful, to be in. So there's so many areas of, and I think even myself going into the world and working in the world of the arts I was oh my mind was open to like god these are actual mm-hmm. jobs like yeah. somebody is a stage manager yeah that's an actual job it's an actual job I mean? like somebody designs a lighting like yeah. there's things that you probably don't realize that Mm-mm. you know somebody 
does that job and does it mm-hmm. successfully and makes a living out of yeah. it until you're in it you don't really realise that absolutely and I try and say to the kids as well like and I had actually had a conversation and I think it might have been Tuesday with my seniors um, and they were kind of saying about exams and things and what they were going to do and it was the break and I was just asking them so what are you going mm-hmm. to do and I always try and say to them obviously if they want to do foreign arts as a career mm-hmm. great we'll give them all the support and, and the, yeah. everything that they need for it so even if they don't that's okay as well of course you know and if I've got classes for fun but I've also got audition only classes it's for people that won't challenge a wee bit mm-hmm. more um, and I was actually speaking to one of my girls on Monday Tuesday was fantastic Um and she was saying like she would love to but it's uncertain yeah. like the, the future yeah, yeah. and I was giving her an example and I was saying I had a, I had a wee girl maybe about a few years back she left and she loved to dance dance out of the musical mm-hmm. theatre dance was her thing okay. but like that she felt I don't know like to be a dancer it's really hard it's uh, I want something mm-hmm. to maybe get like a steady income monthly and a good job prospect and things um so she would want to go and do it be a PE teacher okay right and I said that's amazing I was like that would be brilliant then if that's what you want to do that's great and then I spun it a wee bit and I said here's a wee option just as a wee something to think about you could go and do four years at uni be a PE teacher amazing I went how old are you she's like 16 mm-hmm. how young is 16 when oh you think God. like to be 16 again and I was like right okay yeah. I says or you love to dance you're 16 you could go and do a BA in dance mm-hmm. for three years really have the time of your life and enjoy it yeah and then do a year postgrad mm-hmm. PE teacher if that's at that point if you think yeah, yeah, opportunities still, here still, I'm still no, I'm not sure team. I'm no uh-huh. Going to the year and be your PE teacher. There's your option. I went, yeah, there's, it, there's no, you know, there doesn't need to be one road and no. that's it. You know, like you're never too. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to change your uh, mind. You're allowed to experiment and try something. Who, who do you know you want to do something if you haven't even done if it? You've not tried it. Yeah. So, so you know, so it's like it's that. that, that I, uh, yeah, and you, you, you've got the expertise and the experience to know that to, because I'm guessing there'll be parents coming to you. As oh yeah, of course. Say, They're saying this and I'm, yeah, like your parents. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know about that. No, all, you absolutely. Mean? Um, I mean, during COVID, um, I actually applied oh, online. Question oh, questioning my mere existence. Um, I was on and applied for it to be a postgrad for the uh, drama teacher. Did you? Because I thought. Oh, the world was in fire, yes. you know, and like I was like, what am I going to do here? I went on and done it online okay. for about three weeks. Mm-mm. Not for you. No, it's not for me. I'll make it work. My yeah. life is my life, and I couldn't see myself doing, you know, doing anything yes. else. Um, but I, so I'm, I'm so lucky in the it's job the, that I'm it's in. It's just the pursuit of what you're passionate about. This is why you're on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. And you're not saying it's easy, and you're not like, ah, to hell with MDCs says, and no you know, madcap ideas left right and centre, and they all work out. No, oh, they don't. Real life. Oh, there's there. so many, so, so many, three. so many things that haven't worked out for me, you know, and so many additions that I've been for, so many that I've just been picked at the post every time, you know. Yeah. But and there is that competitive element of being. Of course, but, there is. You know, even though you don't see yourself as competing against somebody subconsciously we're all perform everyone's doing you want it you know you you want to do it and you want to get it and you want to get you know and you have to have an element of self-belief or else you wouldn't be in the room i mean you have to go for the thing do the self-tape whatever it is i know i know know? and i'm not in that world and i think quite Mm -hmm. quickly i discovered that you know well i was doing the roquette so i had that Mm -hmm. for performing and then had a year off of performing really missed it and that's why i started the cupcakes you know and Obviously, I mean, which are amazing. Well, I know, <laughs> and I love it, and I, I really miss it because after COVID, we've not had that opportunity to 
perform well we haven't the opportunity we're just not being able to make it happen kind yeah. of thing because in covid like babies were born it's, and people were married and I know. jobs were changed and I know. it's real life you know but it's like that um that want to be somewhere and and passion for it is one yeah. thing but actually making it happen and juggling mm-hmm. your life and i mean i'm sure you've obviously mentioned already you're a mum you're yes. a parent yeah that's huge that's so i, I don't know how you did that that's and same you do that is a challenge at times. Um, what I will say with that is that, along with the performance thing, mm-hmm. so I had Jude five years ago, and kind of just before them, I actually stopped performing for a bit. Okay. Um, I'll touch briefly on. So I was in a, I was married and things like that before, as as you know, um, and I totally lost my confidence in performing. So there was there was a. a a time there yeah. that I kind of wasn't doing it and I think if you're a performer and that's in your blood you feel kind of like there's something missing if if you're not doing oh, if you've not got something yeah. you know yeah. you know so after I had um, my little boy um and kind of my marriage ended I ended up and this is this is the honest truth I ended up back in my mum and dad's sharing a room with my sister they didn't have a spare room, you know. Wow. So I was in the the bed with my sister. My wee boy was a week old. Wow, Lisa. Yeah. We were living out two suitcases at the side of the bed. Yeah. As you've heard me mention so many times, I love my mum and dad. I would not go back and live with them if you paid me. <laughs> <laughs> been there, done, been there done it. Love you all. Love you all. Thank you so much for that. You know, love you all so much. Do you think you're, do you think you're saying the same thing, I? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Your mum's listening to say going, I... I, I you're not coming back. <laughs> um, so we were there for 10 weeks. Um, <laughs> but in that, what probably nobody knows either, well, not a lot of people know, is that um, so my old uh, premises was actually managed by my ex-husband. So in the one week... Life upside down. Oh, the house was gone. The marriage was ended. My baby was a week old. And also um, my business premises was no longer. So I virtually had to start from scratch again and and go, right, where can we kind of pick up these pieces here, you know? But I really do believe that it's kind of... One, my personality... And two, the skills that I've kind of developed and learned all my yeah. life, you know. And those foundations weren't, yeah. weren't in a building. No, they weren't in a That's building. You, they weren't. Fever pitch that. was me. Correct. Fever pitch was me. And it was probably, you know, like when you're going through a hard time like that, and it's like that was probably the one thing that couldn't be taken from me. No. That was me. And everyone else. That was that, it. You know, no, that was this. that. But but this is me. Yeah. So we found a place um, across the road and we got planning permission and we got use changed and whatever. It was offices. And we managed to convert it into um, fever pitch. We were there for five years. And we've actually just moved again into a bigger, like so into a bigger, a bigger place again. But I really admire, like, because I think you're just like this podcast was called the Broad and the Brave. We've established you're very broad, <laughs> but I think it's that bravery, you know, because I, you know all the things that you've gone after, the things that have happened to you, the the way you've responded to it, and you're still full of life, full of energy, full of passion. Wanting to pass that on to young people and inspiring young people, how do you do that when life life's always going to be hard though? Uh-huh. Life's there's always going to be something, and this is me and my friends were talking about the other day as well. Other people, you know, like comparison is the thief what's the joy. thief of joy, yeah. And it's like I think it's so easy to compare yourself to other people. It's so easy to think that other people have it better than you. Mm-hmm. Have everybody's got something that somebody else would like. You know, everybody's got, I've got this, 
amazing, amazing family, you know, and I've got this bunch of amazing friends mm. that are all so like me, you yeah. know, that, that do the same thing as me, that get it, that understand. Mm. No, everybody's as fortunate to have that, you know. There might be stuff I don't have, but there's there's going to be someone, someone somewhere looking at me and what I've got and thinking, oh, yeah. she's dead yeah. lucky, yeah. you know. Um, but there's, you know, Okay, it's good to be grateful and have gratitude for the things that you've got and, and yep. c- count yourself as lucky, mm-hmm. but you get out what you put in as well. Yeah, that's true. And that's what you've done, Jimmy. You've yeah. put your heart and soul into the relationships that you've got with your yeah. family and friends. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? and, and that was obviously born out of the family you mm-hmm. you, you, you were born into, but mm-hmm. also the whole business side of things and going after a career and mm-hmm. you know and not letting anything hold you back. Yeah. Even when your life is really changed, even just like having a child, mm-hmm. like that's massive. Oh, it's massive. You know, and it's not to have any slight against anybody who mm. then decides I'm going to take a step away from work. I'm not going to. That's no, a choice. That's, that's an a choice that I would is... say it's harder to be a stay-at-home parent from my from my yeah. point of view. I can imagine. Especially for someone like me that goes out and gets to kind of be a social butterfly and things. That's take that that yeah. take, taking away to a certain totally. extent when you totally. you know like when you yeah. when you especially the early it's different aye. in the early, you know, the early Worst days. Aye. Um your life is upside down literally, totally. you know. Um but amazing at the same time. You know, it's ah, like well, I mean it's like I my my, my wee boy is just, <laughs> he's, just he's my best pal. I I he's me he's he's my um he's my karma. <laughs> He walks about from like room to room, see if I'm putting washing away or tidying up. He walks from room to room talking at me from behind, grabbing my face, my cheeks and pulling it to him to look, mum look at me. I'm like, oh, but I I think, I think he definitely gave me the kind of wee fighting spirit and the wee kick to go. I think I had to look at him as well. And, and there was, God, there was some dark days. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying all this that, oh, I'm Mrs. Well, Positive Pants. And I'm, that's, day. no, that's, you know, that's certainly not how it went. And believe me, there's still some dark days. I think everybody can relate I to that. You know, I mean, but, but my, my biggest thing, as I say, is, and I tell myself, it's like, see if you can't take it a day. People say take it a day at a time. Mm-hmm. I was taking it an hour at a time. Yeah. I was splitting it into these hourly chunks. You do this. Yeah, literally see if I do this and really try not to focus on what's happening later on tonight or what's happening tomorrow or what's happening the next day. Literally just that bit, that wee chunk and having that done. But it's like a wee win for yourself. Like a yeah. tick the box, like yeah. boom, done. I love Eat nothing that. more than a, a to-do list. I, I love a to-do list. I love the dopamine hit of a, <laughs> of a to-do list. I love even if I've done something that wasn't in my to-do list, putting it on my to-do list and kicking it. I'm your pal. You <laughs> know, just take proof to, well, I've had this done. Look and the it, achievements. Look at what happened. <laughs> done the day um you know and and I think it was kind of after that time that really hard time in my life and obviously being a new mum as well and I was trying to work out as well as someone that run their own business Mm -hmm. as as well as a mum like who was I like I'd been in a I'd been in a relationship from I was 15 and get married and things and it was then trying to work out right who's Lisa as a person like who am I as a person what do I enjoy doing what's my no work and no um being a mum, right? Because that obviously consumes you. That that whole yeah. that whole thing, your wee baby bubble. But I realised then that I've not been performing for ages. And although it's hard because my work and my passion is intertwined <laughs> a bit, you know, the lines are blurred. You know, but I've been kind of teaching. I've been doing all that, which I equally love. I love teaching and performing just as much. But the performing thing, I just hadn't been doing you, have, you know you have to share that gift with I just people. had to do it I just had to do it and yeah. feel like I was doing it and that I was being good at doing it you know like and, and feel like that yeah. Um, and then I'd say that's when I then started kind of going right I'm going to 
put myself out a wee bit there again. So I've always been in Soul Nation for like 10 yes. years, which we love. It's so much fun. I love Just everybody in it. We have the best time. We all meet up and it could be... So there's like a pool of us. Yes, I get that impression. Yeah. Because you see... Lots of different faces, different faces. But it's all, they're all the same faces, you know. You're Absolutely, like a core gang, of... and it's who can do this gig, who yes. can, you know, and that's, that's basically great. what I did with the cupcakes. With the cupcakes. And it makes sense, I mean, and it's it's amazing because everyone's for people. doing that thing. Everyone's that busy, uh-huh. and you go, if we all know what we're doing, when we're coming together. Brilliant. It's great, and honestly, I I can't like emphasize enough how much we all get on. I bet. There's no bickering. There's no, no bitching. There's no. But that you know, Chris who runs it, who's been on the podcast. Absolutely. Chris, that's. That's him. Absolutely. That's ethos. He's a good person. He's a good person. Loves and what he, he does. He projects that word. Correct. And everybody he's, else. You know, he's, the good people are gravitating towards him. The talented good people. Absolutely. Aye. That's the impression I got of Soul Nation. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously, I know some people that are in Soul Nation because, yeah. Um, well, I know Eddie Dobie because I was. Oh, like, do you know Ed? Oh, you do know Eddie. Eddie. I love Eddie. Totally. Love him. Everybody loves <laughs> Eddie. That's not like. See, if I met someone that says they didn't like Eddie, oh, I would be like. Why? But there must be something wrong with that person. <laughs> Eddie's just the best. We love him, and his imp- he's impressions, the Bartman, and all that yes. that he does, so yes. good, so good. I love him. I love him to bits. But I, it's lovely to see that you've got that in your life. That yeah. you know, it's not, you know, it isn't the everyday. But you know, it's that kind of variety, spike like you know, spice of life is variety yeah. kind of thing. Like yeah, you've got fever pitch, but you've also got Soul Nation. But that's then, it. You're, are you doing like another show like a Rangers? So I so I saw this recently. I was like, what is she doing? Oh. How has she invented an eighth day of the week? Oh, oh it seems <laughs> it. So well, I got back into the whole performing thing first, so I'll go back a wee bit again. So when not long after I had Jude, so I had him in the May, mm-hmm. and then I was approached by I think I'd auditioned the year before for Paul Harper Swan for Inside Out Productions to yes. do Snow White, and I had to call him and say I'm pregnant. I can't do it. And I was gutted because I was like, oh, I just decided to get back in. Yeah. Not that I was gutted, I was delighted no, to have been pregnant. Just but timing. It was timing, you yeah. know. And I was like, right, okay. So I kind of left it there. And I wasn't thinking. And then he gave me a call randomly the following year and said, do you want to do it this year? Mm-hmm. Which I was delighted. So I did that for two years running. But see, when I say doing that with a tiny baby. So he was about eight months. And I remember genuinely I was doing getting my call for half eight in the morning when there was a school show. Of course. Doing a show at 10, doing a show at 1. Yeah. Having a wee break in between, doing a show at half 7, right? Getting home, doing a night feed at 4. <laughs> Genuinely. And getting up at 7 oh again to, to go back and I mean, do a free show. I a run of pants or so. Did you? And what uh, ones did you do? I did Blanto, the one in Blantyre. Uh-huh. Um, and I also did the Glasgow Life Tour in Panto, mm. which goes around all the community centres. Nice. Like obviously, you know, I've got the lovely mm, job of going yeah. in and doing my work and then I'm like, have a lovely run. I yep. need to be there every day. Uh-huh. But knowing, especially like the Blanto Panto, because mm-hmm. it's like two weeks of solid like school performance and then one at night. I'm like, that's solid. A shift, it's solid. Those are like machines. Oh, they do it. Like it's they're solid. And I remember both my runs were only the month. So it was maybe you started your rehearsals the last two weeks in November yes. and it was full of December. Totally. But see the likes of Spillers Panto and Motherwell Civic, they're yeah. in from November to January yeah. doing that. Like yes. most days, you know, I, I think they get one shows. three day shows uh-huh. and getting that off. So it's um, it's not as glam as it, it's not as no, glam as it looks, no. but it's fab. And it's but so it's hard work. Physical, mm-hmm. it's it all is. encompassing. It's all you know. It's like yeah, and theater, winds, you're, you're like doing, you're doing everything. One on one. Yeah. Um. So I, I was doing that. So I did that for two years. Um. And then 
long story short with the Rangers one, um, I'm so looking forward to it. I'm really so looking what, forward to what, doing it. What is it? Tell us all about it. So, um, it's called The Journey Back, mm-hmm. and it is written by a man called Stuart Hay. Stuart was in um, Rally Round the Rangers, mm-hmm. which was in the pavilion. Okay. And then I think a kind of dream of his has always been to write his own and to have it up yeah. running. Um, so he wrote this play. Um, I think it's got some music and stuff in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, from what I what I hear, uh-huh. I think initially there was a girl meant to be in it, which is the the role that I'm doing. Okay. But I think she's going off to have a baby. So it was one of these things, and as you know, it can just fall together. You know what it's yeah. like. You never know kind of what way something's going to go. But it was a friend of mine, Valisa, who who's a really good friend of mine. She sings in Soul Nation as yes. well. That's how I met her. And she'd kind of given me a call and said she did rally around the rangers she gave me a call and she was like um a friend of mine is looking for somebody would you be interested it's in armadillo and i was like hmm would i be interested Mm -hmm. so that's how it came about it's in armadillo so it's sold out within i mean you've probably performed in armadillo before have you not I have Nation. performed in Armadillo. Yes, with Soul Nation, I've performed in Armadillo. Um, so you're like, ah! Uh, no, but it's a, that's an amazing venue. It's amazing. Uh, so, so good. It's a good venue to, to actually go and see. I mean, obviously, I've never performed in it, but yeah, as a concert venue, I'd much rather go there than... Absolutely. Go, it's lovely. It's uh-huh. so nice. Um, so we start rehearsal. So basically, I said, yeah, she gave me Stuart's contact number, okay, and it went know. from there. So um, we start rehearsals on Monday. We do, so I'm I'm really really excited. So we've got two weeks full rehearsals, and then the shows are the third and fourth of February. But um, I it's just it's just been love that though you've not lost that spirit of like just give something a go. Just do like, it. You know, saying like you're coming up with ideas and going, how no? Just try. Why it. can I not do that? <laughs> just try it. Like what is the what is the obviously if it's something absolutely mental, you're not uh-huh. going to. But, but like if it's yeah, you've got Jude as well. You know that obviously. You know, there is that consideration, but you're saying, like, you make it work and your parents are obviously... You'll do what you can to, you do to that make it work. Absolutely. You know, like, I, I called my mum, I think it was yesterday, and I said, right, next week, my rehearsals are 94, mm-hmm. is when you're going to be available at three to pick up Jude? Right. And I said to her, so what I'll do is, I says, I'll, if you get Jude from school, if you make the dinner... <laughs> right? So organise everything. Right? If you make the dinner... And I'll come and get dinner with you and spend a wee bit with Jude. Because I've, of course, got my own work at night when the rehearsals are on. You know, and I was like, at least I can spend dinner time and stuff with you. Uh And then I'll get in the bathroom and take him to bed and things like that. So it's things like that. that It's like trying to, you know, and and trying to manage it. Good for him to see his mum is making things He loves it. Of course. He, Jude has been performing from age zero. Yes. And he loves it. He just he wants to do. So Jude last year performed with Fever Pitch in Her Majesty's Theatre in London. Oh um and you know, see before he went on, he had a wee bit of a wobble. Yes. And I think it's hard because you know, kids are like with their parents the minute they see their parents, oh mum or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But because it's me and I'm the teacher <laughs> and I'm there, he tried to say to me, Mum, I don't want to do it. And you know what? See if Jude didn't want to do it, I'd be abs- I'd be like you don't need to do it uh-huh. just because mum yeah, does and whatever. Uh-huh. I know he loves it, yeah, right? But I was like, you know, and I said, you'll be really sad if you go home and you don't do this. Okay, mum, I'll do it, right? So he'd done it and they'd they done a medley from uh, Bat Out of Hell, the yes. musical. See, when he came off, he flew off the side of the stage at me, <laughs> cuddled me and went, mummy, I love that. Now, he was five. Wow. He's five then. He was five <laughs> at the time. And I was like, She's performed in the West amazing. End. So I don't know if you know we're going to New York in July. I saw this. 
So we're doing New York. Who's this? Like you're just totally creating all these amazing opportunities for these young people. I love it. See, see their faces. I mean, it's amazing. Children anywhere. I'm like, <laughs> hats off to you. That's bravery. Yeah. So the trip that I've been a part of, I'm like, this is anxiety. Yeah. Ridden. Do you know what? I've I, like you say, I've made my mistakes. Epic fail for me was uh-huh. um, the first year we went to London. Right. So I took the kids to London. Must have been 2014. Okay. We went to Pineapple Dance Studios. We went to see Thriller the Musical. We did like a kind of tour of London. But we took the kids. We went an overnight sleeper. <laughs> One of them had a uh, travel sickness. She was spewing everywhere. And I was like, no. Um, <laughs> the reality. You know, um, of course, my mum was roped into coming. Of course. Because I still don't feel like an adult at this point in my life. Mum! You know, I'm like, mum, where are you? Um, so we went there. That was fab. And in the second year, me and me went, I'm going to take them to Disneyland Paris to perform now, right? So yes. that's a wee bit further afield in London. You need to get a flight. I took 13. Did you? I took 13 seniors from age 12 and up to Disneyland Paris. And on the morning when I woke up, so there was the 13 kids, there was me, another two staff members, my sister and my mum. So there was five adults, yes. right? And they were high school yeah, age I, kids, right? Yeah, yeah. So but it's like things that I actually don't take into account. So I gets up in the morning, five in the morning, spewing everywhere, sickness bug. Okay. So we went, get the bus into the airport. I'm in a bag, been <laughs> sick. No. We get to the airport, I'm spewing at the side, try to check 13 kids in. <laughs> um, honestly, like timing, well, timing. Just I just wanted to go home my <laughs> bed. And crawl. I, no, who wants to go to Disneyland? Got there and I had to say, I need to go to bed. Uh-huh. Like, I need to go into bed and hopefully for the Saturday and the Sunday. Be well enough. Because the performance was the Saturday. Okay. Um, and they did, like, a kind of rendition of, rendition of Matilda in there. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was it was great. I was just glad the next day I was okay for it. Yeah. But I remember, like, the flight landing. I thought I was feeling a bit better. And I was like, no, I'm no. going to be sick. And there was no... <laughs> There was nothing to be sick in, and everyone had to be on their seats. Oh, no. And I was sick, and it was like pouring down the aisle. <laughs> like, and I was start like, Start the bus, I got off. Start the bus. <laughs> I went off. Um, and all these kids were just looking at me like I was Where's white, white as a sheet. Um, that night, they all went into Disney like, later on. Uh-huh. The staff, my mum, my sister, and yeah. um, they watched the fireworks and things. I was in my bed. Missed it all. Missed it. Got up the next day, managed to go to the yes. performance and things. Yes. That was fine. Home <laughs> on the Sunday. Um, and then after that, I went, never again. Never again. So the next thing we done in 2019 was New York. Okay. We've done New York so before. We've done New York before. Um, it was amazing. It was so good. It was, it was so good. So 2019, and what I said was, I'm happy to run this trip and uh-huh. do it, but parents need to come yeah. travel separate and we'll meet there. Fair enough. And I felt for me, it means I'm still able to offer these opportunities, yeah. but we have the responsibility yeah. of, yeah. you know, of what... That's that so... learning Because I can't imagine just the... I mean, obviously, it's still about kind of helping. That wasn't why you were like it's not like you were worried yourself yeah. sick but, but anything you could on top of that <laughs> no, <laughs> but literally things out with your control no, you, have, uh-huh. you know and it's like yeah, i kind of went right that was that maybe that was maybe me shooting a wee bit too high yeah. you know um so the new york thing we're doing uh, this year so we're doing lots of fundraising lots of fundraising we've raised three thousand pounds so far uh-huh. um and we gave 
we bought all their costumes and we've gave all the kids a hundred pounds towards their like you pay for the experience of thing. It's a company called Smile Productions in Liverpool. Okay. Who we did it with before. They set it up, okay. you pay a fee for doing it. Good. You go into the theatre in the morning, you get a big warm up with like a kind of there's like a presenter they have there okay, that's right. like worked in things mm-hmm. like that in the industry. Big warm up, they all get their weekend kind of smell production t shirts, they do their performance in the town hall in the West End, in the West End in Broadway. Um and it's amazing. And then there's a big after show party. Oh, um I like to go so it's late. Honestly, it's so good. So we done we done that last time. Um and then we also fundraised last time and did um we did a workshop with a we were going I got them all a ticket to go to broad to go and see a show. Mm-hmm. Took them all to see Frozen because there was some different age categories. Yes. Um, and then we got one of the Frozen cast members to come and do a workshop with just them. Nice and one of the and one of the. I mean, that's pure memory for life. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, who gets to go to New York? It was incredible. Who gets to go to New York and do all that? I was blown away. Never mind. Never mind the wee kids. Do you know what I mean? The kids that were coming. And then we did a. We also the fundraising money was. People are so generous, see when it comes to kids doing stuff like course, that. Yeah. Um, and we managed to cover for them as well to go a backstage tour of the New Amsterdam Theatre, which is where Aladdin is. Oh, nice one. But they let them try all the costumes on, and they had like the lamp and the, and it was, it was, it's it that was, backstage element that's exciting, isn't it? Was it? I mean, like you're seeing it from the other side, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. The scene of show is great, but going backstage and be like, this is the worst It's called Behind the Magic. That's the the core name. You know, so it is. So we said, I said New York was a biggie. I said, I don't know if we'll do that again for a while. And then... You're like 2020. Me and me. This is the year. I've said me and me so many times in this in this <laughs> session. Um, oh, we were sitting in September, and I think a parent put the idea into my head because she wrote saying, "When are you going to New York again?" She went, "It was my birthday. I never got to go because it was COVID, and I'm really desperate to go." Mm-hmm. And I went, I "Well, somebody's asked me, so I must." Somebody's asked me. I'm going to need to book it. <laughs> I had it booked the next day. I, I had it booked the next Not day. Sure. No, so we've got. Well, I know. So we've got 25 kids coming. Wow. 25, as I said, we've bought the costumes this time. We've given them all oh, £100 towards it. Loads of parents are going yeah. with them. Um, and we've got like a ball coming up. We've got um, bag packing. Yes. We've got, so I'm in the middle of trying to get them all a ticket to go see Aladdin this time. Awesome. Um, and I've arranged for a workshop with a guy from Hamilton. So the guy, um, Thane Jasperton, he is actually... Um, main ensemble in the Disney Plus movie. So they've looked so home and they they're dead excited. They're dead excited. So that's the that's the plan this year. We're doing that and, and whatever else, else whatever else Something comes else is this year. That'll come. Oh listen, I've planned my year out, taking away the work side. Uh-huh. Wrote a book the other day. I'm so excited. That planned. <laughs> I am so excited. This is not surprising. You're always doing something, going somewhere. There's always something happening. And you always seem to be doing it like all in. Like all in. The t-shirts are printed. All like, in. Go, we go big or we go home. We go big or we go home. I think that is your catch. It's like me being me. And that's, but that is very much a positive thing. You being you, Lisa McKechnie, make stuff happen. <laughs> and in the face of adversity, and, and it doesn't matter how difficult something is or how tricky or how madcap, you'll make it happen. I went, um... I'll leave you with this. I went <laughs> um, to some therapy a few years ago mm-hmm. and um, the therapist actually said to me, she went, Lisa, she went, you are the kind of person, and I was dead chuffed that she said this, that see if the world blew up and everything was in ruins, mm-hmm. she says, I feel like you would just stand up and go, anybody want to learn a wee dance? <laughs> and I went, is that the impression of me you've got? And she went, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And I went, I love that. That's brilliant. That's so true. Isn't that great? There's your mother calling you a bomb scare. <laughs> my mum's calling me a bomb scare maybe and my therapist mom, Maybe is... what your mum meant was that in the face of a bomb scare, <laughs> there's Lisa right in the middle. Lisa, she meant I'm a bomb scare. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, your mum, my benefit of the doubt. Absolutely spot on. Build it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I was laughing. That po- you said to me you wanted this podcast to be positive. Yes. It's been nothing but joy. Oh, nothing but joy. I'm so glad. There's a kind of theme in the podcast that okay. I people, and I know you've got to come pick up your child, and we'll, yes. not, we'll not stop you from doing I that. I do, yes. But I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. because it is called The Brawn and the Brave, mm-hmm. and bearing in mind everything that we spoke about today. So this might be your choice of word today, it might be not tomorrow. Okay. What's your favourite Scots word or phrase? Oh. <sighs> favourite Scots word has got to be banter. And what a banter this has been. Banter. It it is all about the banter. You do love the banter. You're good at banter. (laughs) That was the first one it came to me. In Tesco, you're like, I was coming in for a pint of milk and an early, and you're still talking to me. It takes me about two hours to get around Tesco. I'll have you know. You're a local celebrity. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Lisa, I'm so glad we got to do this. Me too. It's been so nice. It's absolute joy. First one of the year. Amazing. So you've set the bar massively. Oh, amazing. And obviously we'll give we'll promote everything that you're doing and so you. that we get everybody to New York and having an amazing time. So amazing. if anybody can support it, I'll put the oh. links in the show. Oh, notes. please do for the kids. That would be amazing. <laughs> and if anybody could donate anything towards them, that would be fabulous. We'll put the links in there. But um, you being you, you're going to be me being me, <laughs> doing amazing things. Lisa, oh, thank, thank you so much. Thank you for asking me on. Yeah, I love I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Brawn the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.